Welcome back. It's back. Episode nine of Icebreaker. Crazy to think we're already at nine episodes and enjoying every single one of them. Episode nine is presented by Fort Gary Brewing Company at 130 Lousing Crescent, just off of Kennison. Check them out. They're the pioneers of craft beer. Uh, they're great people as well. Um, we're joined again by our co-host, AJ Light. How's it going, AJ? It's going pretty well, buddy. How's uh, the summer treating you? Well, yeah, I can't complain. The weather's yeah. been beautiful. I get to talk to you with that cool guy hat on every weekend. It's a new one today. You like that? It's got a design on it. Are those dice or are they just plaid? I think it's just plaid. Oh, yeah. Like it. Uh, Funny story. I was golfing Kingswood today out in LaSalle. And we were looking to book a tea time for Friday. And the high Friday in LaSalle is projected to be 36 degrees Celsius plus humidex. Well, that doesn't sound like fun. I don't think we're going to hit that round. You might be jumping in the ponds after your ball. Yeah. What's the hottest you've ever golfed? Um, I played this summer, and it was like 34, Oof. no wind, Oof. and it was, and we walked. Oh, no. It was so hot. No. Like when you're talking about sweat and uncomfortability – just imagine walking 18 in 34, 35 degree weather. No. By the end of that round, like, how could you be swinging properly? <laughs> how are you still I, playing properly? I lost it. Do you follow the account on Instagram called Zyre Golf? Not yet. I will now. Okay. It's a classic account, and I got to read this. They just posted, a, it's a, like they made a meme out of it, and it's a screenshot between someone's girlfriend and their friend their but their boyfriend's friend and it says okay. when your buddies when your buddy's girl texts you and you're a good friend so here it goes how long does it usually take for you guys to play one golf game and the friend replies i don't know usually like seven or eight hours <laughs> and she replies back saying okay phew justin just uh, he was going golfing like seven hours ago thought maybe he was avoiding me lol and then the buddy goes lol sometimes it takes nine if the groups in front of you are slow it gets backed up <laughs> oh phenomenal uh, i'm not gonna lie i golfed around on monday and i won't say who i was golfing with but he answered the phone on the 18th hole and he said yeah yeah i'll be home we're just starting the 16th hole so <laughs> buying a couple extra minutes for the 19th hole the watering <laughs> hole as some may call it oh that's funny Oh, I was cracking up when I saw that. That's good. The uh, So far, so good still with the NHL and the training camps and hockey. We're literally – July 29th is when exhibition games start. We're a week and a day away. We're right there. Yeah. And some of the players, were they were tweeting or in the media, and they were saying, like, it's like March Madness. It was Patrick Kane. It's like March Madness, but for hockey, like you get to watch hockey all day long. For it's, hockey. Kind of fun. it's kind of fun to think about, right? Like, I can't think of a time ever when you can watch hockey all day long. Like even playoffs, you don't get it all day long. No, you no. get it at night. World Juniors, it depends where it is, right? If it's in Europe, then you get it from like five thirty in the morning till noon, but not literally eleven a.m. till eleven p.m. No, 
No, this is going to be exciting. And I can only imagine for you because of your hockey background, but I was going to say, are you more excited for the return of hockey, football, or basketball? I'm, I'm going off the board. Obviously hockey, right? But baseball. Yeah. I didn't add baseball because it's kind of already back with training camp. But, yeah, it's exciting. I got really excited for the NBA because I saw a video and they shot the inside of the bubble court. It just looks so cool, so bizarre. Yeah. There's no seats, no nothing. It just had, you know, logos everywhere. That got me excited for the NBA season. Did you see Mookie Betts' contract? What was it? With the Dodgers? No. 12 years, $365 million. Get out of here. Get out of here. Like, I want thank a statistic. You very much. I want a statistic on how many people have signed 10 plus year contracts and played all of them. We need a stats guy for the show. If you want to be an intern stats guy, you know, <laughs> send us a tweet, send us an Instagram message. We need an Get intern stats that. guy. Somebody looked that one up. And it doesn't even have to be baseball. Any team, any sport, somebody who signed a, a contract for over 10 years who played all of those years out with the same team. I want to see that statistic. Well, I saw the, the funniest thing, the, the Devils, when they tried to sign Ilya Kovalchuk to a 17-year contract. Right? Yeah, sure. I'll just... <laughs> and that got mixed. You get what they're doing. You get that they're spreading out the money, but come on. It's never worked out that way. It's always goalies, too, in, in hockey. It's always goalies getting the big year contracts. And three years later, they go, ah, this backup, <laughs> this backup's coming up hot. He's going to start. Yeah. The uh, and, and I saw a tweet that because you saw Patrick Mahomes is huge deal, right? Huge. And Dak Prescott didn't sign; he's franchise tagged. And the NFL an, uh, um, analysis people are—I can't say analysts. I, I can't, but I just did. But in the moment, I can't say it. Gotcha. They're tweeting that Dax is going to be bigger than Mahomes. Like, how how can that happen? Because they just keep getting bigger. That's just the way that we're going. Okay, but Patrick hey, you Mahomes. want to know that when Mahomes signed his contract, you know Dak Prescott is sitting at home licking his chops. You can't even compare Dak Prescott to Patrick Mahomes. That's like comparing a a chocolate dip Oreo to like a carrot. Like one is amazing, and the other one you just eat if there's nothing else there. Did you just call Dak Prescott a carrot? Yeah. <laughs> you know what? He's really talented. Um, I got, I, I, I'm going to disagree with you. He's a little more than a carrot. Maybe he's not a chocolate dipped Oreo. All right. He's a cucumber. He's a, he's a regular Oreo without the chocolate dip. He's got some talent. <laughs> I don't know. Uh, you look at what Patrick Mahomes has done in his first two seasons. Look at what Dak Prescott has done. I, it's not comparable to me. The fact that they're saying he's going to get more money is insane. Yeah. No, I, and you know what? The only person who would pay him more money is Jerry is Jones. Yes. <laughs> so maybe he'll get it. Maybe he won't. Dak's, Dak reminds me of Russell Wilson for some reason. Anytime Russell Wilson is way better. Maybe, but I don't think Dak's in his prime yet. I think he's past it. You think he's past his prime? I think he's got a year this season or next season. I think he's busting out. He had one good year. He's going to have a good year to get that money. <laughs> and, then, and then he can just trail right off. 
I just I just don't like the Cowboys whatsoever. So <laughs> sour <laughs> sour topic. We've actually gotten to the under layer there. I see where this is coming from now. But yeah, I mean, it's it's crazy. It's crazy. The money deals are crazy. I remember being a kid and I, I can't remember. A-Rod's deal with the Yankees was the first deal that blew me away, that I was old enough to think to myself, that's stupid. That's stupid. The whole, the amount of money, the amount of time, it's ridiculous. And it's only gotten bigger since then. And you know what? And I'm going to put it this way. Who... It doesn't matter who you are. Just say yes when people are offering you upwards of $300 million. Say yes. Don't even ask what you have to do. Just sign the deal. Yes. Say yes. I, I don't get it. If $300 million, yes, of course. Thank you. You ever sit at home and you're palling around with your friends and you say something to the effect of, man, if I could win a million dollars on the lotto, I could live forever. And you plan out the ways you would invest the money. <laughs> and you oh, yeah. say things like, I would live off the interest and stuff like that. And then you watch these guys sign $300 million. Yeah. <laughs> well, and it's, oh, what do you need it all for? Some of my friends play um, in the NHL, right? Or they play professional sports. And that's real to them. Maybe they're not making that much money, but they're in those figures. And, you know, when they come home and they're like, oh, yeah, whatever. What? You know what I mean? Oh, I know. And they always say more money, more problems. The more money you make, the more money you're going to spend. But I think there's got to be a limit at some point where you're like, no, I'm good. I, I'm comfortable. <laughs> yeah. I mean, well, from our seats, yeah, it'd probably be easy to say I'd be comfortable with a, with a million. I could do that. 300 million. If somebody signed me today to 300 plus million, uh, you could have half of it. How about that? Thank you. I appreciate that. Okay, we're gonna get into the meat of the show here. We have oh. a, another draft. Uh, AJ, you want to explain this one? I think the way you're gonna the way we're gonna call it is this is the person, and we're talking historic uh, sports press conferences. This is the person you would want doing your press conference. You're running the team. It could be a coach. It could be a player. We're gonna pick based off of our favorite press conferences. Would you like and to begin? I'll follow tradition here and let you go first again. Okay. Uh, I would like to preface this by saying all of my picks, uh, I'm looking for passion. That's what I'm looking for in my press conference deliverer. And so my first pick, my favorite press conference to date, is uh, Oklahoma State coach Mike Gundy with the famous, I'm a man, I'm 40. He fired that room up. And that's easily my first draft pick. That's a good way to get that press conference started. That was uh, – I love watching the reruns of that one. I could watch that any day and be inspired by it. Hilarious. Don't come after my quarterback. Come after me. I'm a man. Yeah. I'm 40. I'm going in the opposite direction of you. I'm going okay. for awkwardness. Awkwardness. And my first pick is Bill Belichick. Oh, he was on my list. That's a good pick. Just – I love his answers. Hey, Mac, we're on to Cincinnati. Yeah. <laughs> and you're a Cincinnati fan, and what they do? They went and laid a beat down. <laughs> it was up like 52 to nothing. I, it, it, they got smoked. They were on to Cincinnati. Yeah. 
as soon as you're watching that press conference and Bill's only answer is we're on to Cincinnati, as a fan of the Bengals, you're like, oh, no, please, no. Uh, as a fan of football, though, on the Sunday morning before the game, they replayed it, and all they did was super cut all the times he said it, and they counted. They had a little counter that we're on to Cincinnati. On to Cincinnati. <laughs> so That's funny. a great pick. Uh, my second pick, you're not going to like it. I went with a player. Again, we're talking about passion. I got to go with Terrell Owens. Oh, yeah. That's my quarterback, man. That's, that's my quarterback. That's, uh, you see it. Tears running down his face, man. Love that. Hey, I'm going with a player, too, for my second pick. And a All right. A little bit of a different passion. But I'm going with Ilya Brizgalov. Oh. And staying on my trend here. And I can't get his, his thermos comment out of my head. Wow, what a dark horse. Yeah, but uh, his press conferences were hilarious. Or when he came to Winnipeg and the fans were chanting, Ilya, Ilya, because he let in like five goals. And he, yeah. said, he said he loved it. He loved every minute of it. <laughs> and he's, when he goes in, the, in front of the media and he's, he says he sucks, like, so yeah. funny. Yeah, I like watching him. Uh, my third pick, I did this last week too. I kind of get two people for this pick. Well, so last week you went with the triple, the triple song. This yeah. week you're going with the double. My pick is officially Steph Curry, but only if he brings his daughter. Okay, well, I'll give so you I that. So I get the two for pick. He gets to bring the daughter up because she was the star of the NBA Finals, right? Like, Yeah. Was her name Riley? Uh, Riley. Riley Curry. You're my third pick, and you can bring your dad. <laughs> <laughs> and my third pick, yeah. I'm going with on your train with the passion, Dennis Green from the Arizona Cardinals. They are who we thought they were, and we let them off the hook. That is one of the most watched press conferences, I'm sure, but it kills me to watch it. I'm not a fan of either, but did you see the wait, game? Wait, I want to change my pick. You want to change your pick? Can we do honorable mentions? Yes, let's do some of those. Okay. You, yeah. You, you go first. I just had the greatest one pop into my head. Okay, because I've got a few. I'm almost I'm – not, I'm not even done with Dennis Green. I was going to say, that game, when Arizona had the undefeated Bears cooked, that comeback was huge. It hurt, and I'm not a Cardinals fan. <laughs> yeah. That was painful to watch. Uh, who's your honorable mention? I'm going with Ed Orgeron, coach of the LSU Tigers. I don't know that one. Oh, you got to look him up. So yeah. he's at a press conference, and his guys are behind the screen messing around, and he's got this big Louisiana accent. And he's like, to the media, he's like, hang on, hang on. He goes over to the yells, he's like, hey, I'm doing a press conference. Walks back into the thing, picks up right where he left off like nothing <laughs> happens. <laughs> He's so funny. And then he always ends every conference with go Tigers. <laughs> <laughs> See, it's funny because my honorable mention, and the only reason I didn't pick him was because the theme of my picks was passion with Marshawn Lynch. Yeah. And the I'm only here so I don't get fined. I, yeah. I got to give respect to that. That's an honorable mention for me. And that should have went on my list based on the way I was rolling. That was awkward, man. Yeah. <laughs> I'm just here so I don't get fined every Hilarious. question across Cincinnati. That was funny. <laughs> I can't believe first I, I gotta say this. I can't believe Paul Maurice and John Tortorella went undrafted in this pick. That's true. Yeah, I got a couple, hard time believing that. 
very good picks, but when you only have three rounds, you gotta go with <laughs> you gotta go with what you think. They are who we thought they were. We let them off the hook. Make sure to check us out on social media at Icebreaker Show with two W's. That's at Icebreaker Show with two W's on Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram. And if you're looking for a video version of the show, feel free to check us out on YouTube. And if not, listening's cool as well. And we're available wherever you listen to podcasts, whether that's Spotify, Apple Podcasts, you know, wherever. Appreciate the listens as always. And our guest today is a WHL champion, a World Junior champion, and a Stanley Cup champion. And without further ado, we're going to get right into that with Madison Bowie. Please be joined by World Junior champion, uh, Western Hockey League champion, and Stanley Cup champion, Madison Bowie. Madison, how's it going? It's going good, Zing. How are you doing? Thanks for having me out. Yeah, of course. No, I'm doing well. What have you been up to? Well, as, as you, your brother probably knows, I've been playing a ton of golf, um, a little bit with him. But yeah, just trying to, you know, keep uh, keep getting by here. I think they're definitely going to the gym's been helping. The, the beautiful weather we've been having this summer has been good. So just trying to enjoy uh, enjoy every day by day and, and, and while training and, and getting in the golf. The weather's been literally like Mexico here. It's been so hot. I know. We, we've been lucky. So it's it's been good. It's been a long summer. And uh, yeah, it's, we're, I'm just keep keep enjoying it. And then hopefully... Uh, Little more month, little a few more months of uh, of nice weather and, and hanging out with family, so it's been good. How's your golf game? It's it's ups and downs. Um, you know, and it's it's uh, I've been playing some good days, uh, some bad ones. So I'm just trying to get that evened out, and hopefully I can figure something out here in the next month or two before before it's time to go back. Literally the craziest game. One day you're so good, and you go back out the next day, and it's gone. And so that's, it's, it's very humbling, which is good. Um, you know, it's a very humbling sports, which, which I like. And I think it's been, uh, it's been a lot of fun to try to at least try to get better this summer and, and try to, you know, a lot of hockey guys like to like to play in the summer. A lot of guys on my team like to play. So just trying to, yeah, get, get used to swinging the sticks a bit more has been good. Is this your first summer, like playing a lot, like with a membership? Yeah, this is my first like full time, like really geared up summer. Yeah. Playing like last summer I had a membership, but just, didn't use it as much as, as I've have been this, this summer for sure. I'm going to throw it back to your Kelowna Rockets days here for a second. Yeah. Um, what do you remember most about that? Obviously the championship, but you know, just your days playing in the Western hockey league. Yeah, it was uh, it was an awesome experience. I think um, obviously at the time when you're young, it's tough to choose, you know, a lot of guys are choosing or are thinking between college and the Western hockey league, I think. And um, obviously I made, the right decision for myself at, at the time. Um, it was it was a great experience for me. I, le- I learned a lot. I was fortunate enough to be coached by some great coaches, and and you know obviously Bruce Hamilton, Lauren Fry do an amazing job of recruiting guys and, and running a, a top notch program. And the city of Kelowna itself is, is beautiful, amazing. And I was you know lucky enough to have a great billet family and, and Jim and Nikki Check. And I think uh, yeah, just my whole experience there all around was was smooth, and I, I don't regret the decision of going at all. And like you said, I think winning a championship just makes it that much more special. And you have those memories every time you go back that, uh, you know, bring you back to that year and, and that run we had. And um, it's definitely a, a memorable, has a memorable spot in my heart. And uh, I, I love playing there. So take us through that championship run. Obviously you had a great team with the Rockets, but like, was it first round, second round that you kind of thought like, oh, we can do this or was it heading right into it? You guys had that mindset that you can do it. Yeah, like throughout the year up until like the World Junior point, we had a good team. I think we were in first going in or battling for first at least. And I think in our conference we were first and then Brandon was first in theirs. But 
I think obviously we had a really good team at the time. And then I think in World Juniors, we made that trade for Morrissey. And then obviously Josiah got sent back down and we got him. And that kind of just completed our, our package, I think. Yeah, going into playoffs, I think we were had a mindset of, you know, it's it's all in or, or nothing. And it's, it's all win or nothing. And obviously that's the same mindset our GM had and our coaches had. And we didn't really, really look back. I think, um, you know, we had a series against Victoria, which – you know, Travis Brown played there, and another Winnipeg guy that, that, that we know, buddies of us, and um, they were a great team, and they gave us, a, you know, I think that was probably them in Portland, obviously, as Portland's always scary, but I think Victoria was a scary rivalry for us that we, we thought that when we, once we beat them and, and then finished them off, I think we felt we had a, a good chance of winning this thing, and um, yeah, it was, it was a tough run. We ran into some great teams. Obviously, Brandon was a really good team we played in the final, and yeah, it was it was very special to just you know, get it done, obviously, on home soil, which was really cool, and, and have the fans behind us in, in that game four. And it was it was uh, definitely a, a night uh, that I would never forget. Yeah, for sure. And then you go on to the Memorial Cup. Um, and I guess for a junior hockey player, it's the first time where every game is on TV. Like, you know, during yeah. the season, you ha- you do your media stuff, but it's, it's still like you're playing junior hockey, and not every game is televised. Yeah. You get to the Memorial Cup, and all of a sudden – everything's on TV, Sportsnet or whoever's broadcasting yeah. at the time. How big of a change is that? I think, uh, well, yeah, going in for us, I think our first game was a bit of a, I wouldn't say blow up, but a bit of an upset for, for us that we thought we lost to Quebec our first game. And I think definitely some of the guys, obviously it's the first, you know, the bright lights and the, it's the, the big, you know, the big showdown. And we had to lead off the tournament. And I think that definitely, I think it helped us, honestly, that, that first game to, to lose that one and just kind of, you know, the, just realize, you know, just let everything sink in and calm down a bit. And we, we kind of never looked back from that. We went out and played an amazing game. I know we played Oshawa. We lost them in the round robin, but we, we outplayed them all game and we were, we were peppering them with shots. So I think, you know, it was, it was huge, really cool, I think, for a lot of guys to experience that. Obviously, like you said, in junior, you know, some guys, you know, may, may go on to pro. Some guys may, you know, go on to play CIS hockey. And I think just, yeah, that, that's a big step in, in, in a lot of the guys' careers, I think, to – to play in a Memorial Cup, and I think it's it's very special. And that that was a very special tournament. I know obviously it didn't end how we wanted it to, but it was it was a great run, and it was also another one of those like week that brought our, our team closer together and just made those you know that bond and that memory for, for for having a championship in the WHL that much special. Yeah, no kidding. Uh, so let's go to the World Juniors here for a sec. Obviously, representing your country at any level is an accomplishment. Uh, was yeah. the tournament in Canada that year? Yeah, it was in Montreal and Toronto. Yeah. So it makes it even better. And yeah. you guys, you win. Yeah. What, what was like? What was that like? That was that was crazy. Obviously, um, you know, growing up, you you watch World Juniors on the TV. That's the first thing you put on on, on Boxing Day. And um, to yeah, just to go through that camp, and you know, it's 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 a crazy camp. It's tough. Uh, it's a month of of hard work, and you know, you're battling to to wear wear that jersey. And um, I guess the coolest thing. It, other than when the term is when you kind of you get that call when you know you make the team I think that's the one was really cool because you, you battle you know a full month with, with these guys and you you become close to a lot of guys so it's crazy just to to see those relationships grow and just um, when you see a guy leave it's tough but um yeah when you make that team and you go in and obviously Canada hasn't won in a few years prior to that that year and I think um you definitely feel a little bit of pressure but I think the cool thing was being in, Can- in Canada was we we just felt that we just had that support 110% the whole way through. And I know um, we ran into some great teams, but I think we were just in our mindset and our, and our focus. And obviously the team we had was, was a special team with, with some of the players that we had was 
was crazy. So yeah, all in all, just fortunate enough to make that team and and then obviously have a have a you know play a, a pretty good role in, in in helping the guys win a a gold medal for the country was was really cool and definitely a memory that um you know another one of those memories that you know come come and go in hockey but uh, the the ones that last forever and I think that was it was really special. A career filled with memories so far. Yeah. Is it yeah. like is it like what they show on TV sometimes when player makes a world junior team? Like, do they come knock on your hotel room door and shake your hand? Yeah, it's it's exactly like that. They have usually it's like they well for my year they had they got a guy uh, a guy who kind of comes up and says yeah you, he wants to meet with you or how they did you yeah they usually do it for the guys who are getting cut. So usually when you get a knock on your door, it's not the the greatest feeling. Oh really? Kind of yeah. If it's early, if it's an early one, then yeah, it's not good. But if it's later, you you kind of you know because the comedy they're bringing a roommate out. Like I was actually room with Josh Morrissey at the time and. We had a conjoining room with Robbie Fabry and I think Nick Ritchie. And so, yeah, we were just all kind of chilling together. And we, you're obviously going through the, the Twitter and seeing what Bob McKenzie has to post or whatever, <laughs> whatever, whatever he's getting. Usually always gets the inside scoop first. But we were just kind of, yeah, refreshing and then waiting. And after about 45 minutes, you know, we, we got, we both rooms got a knock and we, you kind of realized that, okay, you made the team and it's, it's pretty cool. Yeah. But yeah, it's, it's definitely nerve wracking. I'd say 45 to an hour. It's like when you're uh, a kid again and you're trying out for a team and you're just waiting for that phone call. I know, you know you're like I mean? sitting in your car and yeah, just waiting yeah, to see. Yeah, that's crazy. That's, uh, that's funny. Um, I want to ask you about your first National Hockey League game. What do you remember most? Yeah. Well, I'd say that probably the coolest, I mean, the crazy is, there's a lot of memories there that day. I think one thing, cool thing was Patty was actually, Nolan Patrick, was, it was his first game at home. So it was kind of cool. We were both out there. Um, skating around for that lap and then obviously I got dangled pretty good by Voracek and that was that was one that you you obviously keep in the memory bank a little bit and a good welcome to the NHL moment and just I think just how cool um you know how supportive the you know the Caps guys were um you know they made they really made me feel like I guess they're the best to make me feel at ease throughout the whole day and um feel comfortable and coming in and uh Obviously, it didn't go the way the team wanted or way I wanted it to go, but it was it was you know it was my first NHL game and the day you never forget and the day that um you know however the the result was I think it was a very positive and and very uh, memorable day for me and it was uh, it was awesome it was it was definitely awesome. Well, yeah, like to get your first NHL game out of the way. I mean, say out of the way, most kids never yeah, get yeah, a chance exactly. to they get their yeah. first NHL game right, and you grow up and your goal is to make the NHL. So for yeah. that to finally happen is probably like yeah. an unbelievable feeling yeah it's just yeah a big kind of weight off your shoulders and it's yeah it's very special is there any arenas that you go and play in now that when you're walking out of the tunnel you just kind of you still think I can't believe that I'm here yeah I think probably throughout my rookie year for sure um my first year there was there was a few uh even now to now when I hear the uh, Chicago Blackhawks at the anthem there it it uh it gets you going in the madhouse. I think that's one of the coolest things. Um, yeah, it's just you obviously watch you watch the, the Chicago Cup runs and you just you know you see the atmosphere on on TV, but just to see it if it is it live is just is crazy and just be on the bench. So that's one of the games that I kind of always get like the chills and get pumped up for for sure. Not even witness it live. You're you're part of the entertainment. You're in it. Yeah, exactly. You're in it. Yeah, like you're you're there. So it's it's awesome. Do you uh, do you like coming back to Winnipeg to play? I love it. Yeah, I, I think that's uh, that's also another kind of one that, you know, I reminds me that I, I made it because it's, it's always cool coming home and 
seeing friends and family and um you obviously you get a, a very good crowd and um it definitely makes you the playing that game is so cool because you're you're pumped up you have a lot of emotion but you're 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 kind of calm at the same time and yeah I, I love I love coming back home and playing here it's it's awesome getting the friends and family out I'm sure had a yeah, couple ticket requests over the over the years yeah yeah the first year was crazy but it's kind of it's kind of simmered down a bit for for now Cal I had Calvin Pickard on the show a few episodes back and yeah. he said he learned his lesson the hard way when he was on the road he didn't know that he had to pay for the tickets yeah so first probably year. Just wrote a time down yeah yeah, yeah it so was yeah it's 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 pricey it's a pricey road trip but it's definitely worth it yeah no no kidding um and then obviously i mentioned at the start but stanley cup champion with the washington capitals yeah i mean take us take us through that two months and what that was like just being a part of that yeah it was it was crazy it was a crazy yeah journey i think um just yeah, to be firsthand, obviously not playing, but just to be firsthand, I was practicing with the guys and obviously, you know, just being like, it's just crazy. Even the practices then like are, 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 are very intense and you're, you're, you know, everyone's just dialed in and um, to be, I yeah, just see the firsthand on the run and just see kind of how hard the guys worked and, you know, how, how much they wanted, especially you see guys like Ovi and, and Brooks Orpik and, and John Carlson, Nick Backstrom. I think these guys have always been, kind of especially Ovi kind of criticized for not really wanting it and, and not really wanting to win but um you know that's not him at all and I think just to see firsthand out how you kind of prove everyone wrong and, and how hard he worked there to how, how hard he wanted to prove everyone that he wanted it and how good everyone just kind of kind of came together and played I know like Braden Holpe was stellar I think um you know he, he didn't start the playoffs obviously Groovy went in started the playoffs and he was playing great there but Raymond Holtz took over I think it was it was amazing how you know, dialed in he was and, and show her how he's one of the best goalies in the world. And I think just everything came together at, at the right time for, for our team. And um, I think really a big thing too is having Barry Trotz as a coach really kind of, you know, we, we knew that we wanted to win for him and, and he, he really did whatever it took to, to kind of put him on the best chance and give everyone the best opportunity to win. So I think it was just a all around an amazing run and to, to share that with those guys. And, and, you know, it's one of those, really those memories that will, la will last a lifetime with, with those guys in a bond that I'll, I'll share with all those guys for, for a long time. And which is, which is cool. Cause a lot of those guys are, you know, NHL all-stars are going to be hall of famers. So it's uh, definitely, uh, I was fortunate enough to be part of that team and it was a uh, definitely very, very special run. And, and uh, it was huge. What was the mood like when the, you know, the, what am I trying to say here? Superman has his kryptonite when the, when yeah. the caps beat the penguins. Yeah. 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 What a relief. I think you, you would have thought that, you know, we won the cup then and there. Um, you know, when we, like, we, obviously I was up in the press box, but when we, when we came running down, obviously right before the boys got off and it was a celebration at, at itself in the room there, I think uh, you just, you know, you see the emotion there and how long it took to beat them. And just like that game was just crazy watching. It was ups and downs, like a bunch of ebbs and flows. I think there was a few post hit, a few crossbars hit for them and, it was just, you know, everything just kind of had to align and everything, the bounces went, you could say, our way that, that game. And it was huge and it's very special that we pulled out of that one. And I think just it was kind of like similar to like in Kelowna when I played when we beat Victoria. You kind of feel that, you know, finally you got past them. You can you can go on and do this now. So I think that was definitely a very special, special series for the guys. And it definitely gives you that extra little motivation and an extra little boost going into the, the conference final. 
Well, yeah, and uh, from the outside looking in, it seemed like once the cap, like once you guys beat Pittsburgh, it was like, okay, we can win the cup. Yeah, exactly. And obviously, Tampa was obviously went seven games. It was a, it was crazy series too. But weren't weren't you guys down three one? Yeah, like we we got down quick, and so it was it was a it was a series that you know the boys battled. I think that's another thing with beating that Pittsburgh team. I think you believe the boys believe that you know you can take down anyone and you can beat anyone. You just showed that in that series, and you know even watching the series, you never thought that we were out of it. I think you you see. Obviously, a few bounces go their way, and obviously their team's amazing. But you, you, you just always feel that you know that like you got they got Ovi that that could come come out. Yeah. And he could score two when whenever he wants. And I think the power play if it gets hot, they can bury three on you if you give give them chances. So I think you know what our the way we played that 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 whole playoff run was was perfect. And uh, yeah, it was it was just an amazing run. Yeah, well, it looked it looked well from the outside, and the the after parties looked even better. I've never yeah, seen so yeah. much joy especially on Obi's face. Like it was, yeah. it was remarkable to see, but it was definitely exciting. Well, listen, Bows, I just want to thank you for joining us today. I, uh, yeah. I appreciate it. And I uh, wish you the best of luck here moving forward. Yeah. Thanks. And yeah, thanks for having me on, man. Well, I hope everybody has a great week and no matter where you're listening or when you're listening, send us a tweet or uh, Instagram and tag us in it with what you're up to this week. Uh, if you're out on the water, if you're fishing, golfing, would love to see your swing, see what kind of fish you roll in. And uh, we're looking forward to next week. Talk to you then.